0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again. We thank you for joining us. This is the One Baron Podcast, and we are presenting to you our third annual E3 celebration talk episode uh, thing. <laughs> My name is Marco Dupa. My co-host with me, as always, the great and powerful Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Oh, what's everybody? Tonight's brew is from the Anheuser-Busch Company. Oh. <laughs> it is the Budweiser Freedom Reserve, the red lager. If you watch any amount of television, you probably would have seen the advertisements. It's funny that Budweiser went from shitting on the little guy... Mm. to buying up as many little guys... Well, not Budweiser, Anheuser-Busch, but you know what I'm saying. Right. They went from shitting on the little guy to... Huh? In bed. Exactly. And then to buying up the little guy, and then with their own main beer, trying to come back with this like super quote-unquote hipster beer uh so you know what fuck it we're all encompassing here on the one baron podcast we're gonna give it a shot tonight we're gonna try we're gonna give it a shot it's a it's a 5.4 their red lager i uh am excited to to taste what a red lager
1: yeah is yeah and uh notable mention one dollar per case goes to folds of honor that's cool yeah that's a nice little little touch
0: it is it's a nice little touch yeah uh let's touch on this let's touch on each other this is the One Baron Podcast. Man, hands, son. think we kind of talked about this when we saw some other commercial but all these companies trying to get in on the let's respect the troops shit oh yeah remember i don't remember what what the commercial we were watching yeah it was for something it was some kind of advertisement we were watching
1: it was some company that was giving a
0: discount to the troops
1: right t-mobile it was t-mobile that's right
0: now look for the record we're not saying that you shouldn't give discounts no, we, to we troops. Both come from military families. Exactly, and so we were, we are, I, I, we are all for that. All right. for, you know, uh, service men and women getting discounts and being thanked every time you see one of them. Yeah, you should thank them for the sacrifice, whether you, you know, believe in the sacrifice or not. They are doing this for you. You know, yeah. or some twisted government agenda that's putting them. <laughs> anyway, it's for freedom, Mark. Come on. It's not about that. It's about the fact that these companies now are trying to capitalize on our newfound patriotism. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, It's some misguided, misconstrued patriotism wherein all you have to do is give a dollar or give a slight discount to a to a a, a serviceman mm-hmm. or woman. And that's you doing your part. I guess anything where you can help or you can thank them is doing your part. But...
1: It's done f-
0: It's done by these corporations cynically. Right. It, where the fuck were these guys ten years ago? Yeah. Five years ago? Yeah.
1: We were still in a war. Five months ago.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, now that's in vogue. Right. They, they realize there's a base for... This sort of rah-rah Americanism. Exactly. Uh, They're trying to cash in. And they're
0: just Exactly. They're just trying to cash in. Yeah, it's a PR move. It bothers the fuck out of me. Yeah. It. But that's not what we're here to No, do. No, no, no. We're here, and you know why we're here. If you've been listening to the podcast for any amount of time, you know that first and foremost, even though we may have kind of, we stray yeah. here and there, but our base is Round. <laughs> Soft, <laughs> pudgy, mm. the foundation. Yeah, could use a little bit of a uh, some, some heft. Yeah, a bit of concrete. Yeah, <clears throat> but you're here because you know we love to talk about video games, oh, shit. electronics, oh yeah, uh, things of that nature. And what better way to do that than to run down the announcements, the games, and all the other treasures. That were discovered with the E3 convention. The Electronic uh, Uh, Expo? uh, Expo. Expo? Yep. That's right. (laughs) Uh, We've been doing this every year now of the podcast. Where we basically just kind of run down the list of everything that was announced. uh, And we kind of pick out our favorites. Talk about things that were really interesting to us. Uh, and then just kind of, you know, free flow from there. So, buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. This is the E3 episode. So, let's take a look at that handy dandy list. That handy dandy list. Yeah. It does
1: stand for that. I thought it was this. Electronic, Electronic Bo- Entertainment
0: Expo? Expo. Electronic Entertainment Expo. It makes perfect sense. See, I was close. I should have just trusted you my balls on that You should just gone with one, it, man. yeah. Man. yeah. yeah no, me too. Me too. Uh, it's on me too. Yeah. Well, you know what it stands for now so the the list of things that were announced uh, and kind of shown is pretty expansive so we thought that we would like i said just kind of go down some of our favorites and some of the most notable releases and uh, uh trailers and gameplay things of that nature so i don't know if you want to just kind of run down and dive right start in, baby. into it yeah uh i mean it's it's we're just gonna go in alphabetical order to make it easier for us yeah, and for you Yeah, it's easier guys. that way. Yeah. Um. So, of the <laughs> games that
1: matter to us, because right. there were tons of games there. A lot of games. And some of these, you know, weren't necessarily debuted at E3, but you know, were further expounded upon, right. or they had a demo there. So right. we're just going to kind of cover our bases. It's been a while since we talked about nerd culture stuff, honestly. Right. So we're going to geek out a little bit.
0: Yeah. Uh. And and you know, it, it, like you said, there's a lot a lot of stuff that was just kind of. Um, not rehashed but like we get more information each E3 yeah. which I like but it also kind of bothers me like every year we just get uh, a touch right a we just taste get more of little snacks yeah. of, of of what we want mm-hmm. um, biggest thing that came out of it was like no fucking almost no release dates for a lot of these high profile games especially with Sony Yeah, especially with Sony and I feel like
1: Uh, let's not necessarily talk about the quality of the shows themselves because I feel like neither of us were there to sit down and watch them from beginning to end because that's a lot. Um, but the general consensus is that the Sony conference failed in a way because A, they didn't show enough release dates, which people were wanting. Um, it's been a while and they Uh have their own show too, the PSX. Uh, their own expo. And, um, a lot of the games were already announced then, and we just got more information now, but not yeah. a release date, which is frustrating, like you're saying. <clears throat> the other part of it was that they had this weird sort of break in between two of the segments of it. One of them was for Last of Us, and the other one was for Ghost of Tsushima. I always yeah. fumble over that. Ghost um, of sh- Tsushima. Sushima. yes. Um, Where they just eat raw fish. So, ah, I see what you're doing there. I see what you're doing there, <laughs> little guy. Um, yeah, no, I just found it really weird that they would do these long breaks in between segments, essentially. Yeah. And then at the very end, they kind of crowded
0: all the rest of the stuff. Yeah, they really ramped it up. I was kind of confused because we, we actually sat down and watched the, the the PlayStation presentation in full. Yeah. And it was, ugh, excuse me, it was a little weird um, because it did seem a little disjointed. Mm-hmm. And then once they kind of got rolling, they really got rolling. Oh, yeah. It ramped we up. After, after Tsushima,
1: yeah. it ramped up.
0: <laughs> But well, my thing is, I don't know. You're we're here to see uh, what each developer or what each company has cooking, right? Yeah. That's what we're here to see. Yeah. Like, I don't really give a shit about the presentation itself, as long as what I'm here for, I get right. right. Well,
1: and it's uh, to that note. It's I feel more for the people who
0: are actually there.
1: Yeah. But at, on that same token, that doesn't really matter Mm-mm.
0: at the end of the day like those people are going to write grade them on that on that it's just I don't know it's just kind of weird to be like I don't like a uh, like their 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 stupid little panel at the end they were all like well what grade would you give the presentation like who gives a shit well that
1: wasn't PlayStation's panel no
0: I know I know that was a uh, uh, YouTube, YouTube and yeah YouTube yeah, uh,
1: yeah Jeff Keighley and a, a few other presenters man, were there
0: that, man, that, that that girl Atomic Marty I think
1: hmm Man, what a woman! Okay, that's enough from you.
0: (laughs) I just I I feel like
1: we shouldn't necessarily rate the the shows themselves. Let's just go through the games that kind of made the biggest splash for us, the ones that we care about most. I think is the best way to go about this. And like Mark was saying before, we'll just go in alphabetical order because it's kind of easiest for everybody.
0: Yeah. So the first on the list is Anthem. Yes, Iron Man Simulator. Yeah. Uh, trailer looked pretty dope looked uh um I mean it was eye-catching. A lot of these trailers um these companies are pushing the graphical limits of their respective consoles and I like it. They're yep. really going for it, which I guess is what's taken these games so long. Mm-hmm. And I think we've said it before um when when we had a huge problem with uh games coming out and they were basically half cooked and then you just wait for them to update the game and patches 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 wait for that day one patch we have said it time and time again like if it takes you three years to to put the perfect game together we'd rather you take three years three years put the perfect game together Mm -hmm. than you know release it when you say you're gonna release it but it's half cooked you know yeah which may be why we're not getting release dates and i i understand that but you know If you're just trying so hard to make it to E3, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, I don't know. In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. No one's going to look back and say, E3 2018, that was why I didn't buy Spider-Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, no one's going to not support whatever thing that they want to support because of the bad E3 presentation. I mean, how long have they been doing E3? Mm -hmm. I couldn't even tell you. A year ago. It's been 25 years, I think. Right. Something like that. Like, like, let's be honest here. Anybody who watches this stuff, they watch it and they enjoy what they watch. They have their opinions and stuff, but like, yeah. no one's ever referenced E3 as to why they did or didn't buy a game. Like, you yeah. watched the trailer and you liked it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or it's a, from a developer that you respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, I think you shouldn't undersell the, the impact that
1: the people who are there the, you know, internet commentators, the, mm. the public, or not publishers, but the, um, editors at right. these, these websites can have. That's true. After playing the game even too, cause they have, you know, on the floor access where they can go out and actually right, uh, demo right. a lot of these games or right. see, you know, behind closed doors demos and explain them later and yeah. say, I'm really excited for this. You should be too.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that we should do away with the expo <clears throat> because it's fun. And like you said, there is definitely a purpose for it, yeah. for as far as like you know, internet commentators, bloggers, journalists, mm-hmm. people of the it's a, like. It's a PR thing. Yeah, uh, the influencers. Right. They 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 definitely have a, a reason for being there, and yeah. and you know the expo. There is a reason for doing it every year. I'm just saying, anybody who doesn't go, like the basically normal people, the consumer. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're watching it and you're going ah, I'm not going to buy The Last of Us. They've dicked me around too much. Like, really? You're yeah. going to buy it. Yeah. Don't act like you're not going to buy it. Right. You're going to fucking buy it.
1: Unless there's some complete disaster at E3 where they announce something that people like completely hate or uh, you know, the game looks terrible and it yeah. falls flat on its face and it's a giant failure. But I
0: mean, it, it, if it sucks, it sucks. It's not because... You know... Like, if, if a developer... Rushed a game to get it to E3, and then it turned out that it was like, uh sorry, I don't know why that's coming through. That's coming through on my laptop. How dare you! If it's a, if they announce a game and it sucks, it just sucks. Whether or not you know it was announced, it, it, it's there at at E3. It just sucks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. I I think
1: the publishers and everybody who's there presenting are smart enough to know that they're not going to put anything out there that isn't ready to be put out there.
0: Right. You know. Or well, at least you would think so. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, that's why you see I think a lot of these like fully CG trailers yeah. that are more like story driven. Let's let's put a uh I don't know, some something out there that will give people a general sense of what this game feels like and maybe looks like, but is not an actual sliver of the game itself. Right. So I think that's that's an easier way of going about it, where it's like, we're not ready yet, but this is what we intend it to be in the future. Here yeah. it is. Here's a taste yeah. for it. So
0: And I can respect that. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, let's dive into the games. Yes. We've, we've
1: been chitter-chatting too
0: much. So Anthem. Anthem's the first game. Yep. Uh, As we're saying, sort I, I, of a Iron Man-looking uh, Kind suits. of a Destiny-looking. Yeah. A little... Uh, so it looks like they're drawing inspiration from a lot of sources. Yeah, complete like sci-fi world,
1: It's sort of post-apocalyptic. Yeah, um, but like far enough past the apocalypse where it's not all like grimy and dirty looking, but more yeah, of it's like a
0: beautiful. Yeah, looking, like, it, it seems in some like some of the stages anyway.
1: Yeah, it seems like the the planet has not really suffered much. It's not like a, a desert wasteland. It's all mm-hmm. lush and beautiful, but. It seems like the uh, everything's out to get you. Yeah, like there's a bunch of giant
0: monsters <laughs> and stuff that you gotta blow up. You've got a team of other Iron Man Destiny looking people with yep. you. I don't know how much they're gonna take into account. You know the the player models, the builds of each character.
1: Or, or... Well, from what I've heard on this game, there are specific classes that will give you. You know specific abilities. Mm. So there's like a tank class. Obviously, it'll be stronger. You know, uh, more powerful weapons, but also be slower. Yeah, it's
0: that typical. You know, usual the the three like super fast but kind of weak class, right, the right.
1: average class, and the super strong but slow yeah, class. Pretty much. Sort of think of it almost as like a uh, a hero shooter in a mm. way, mm-hmm. but with much more customization. That's cool. So sort of like an RPG. Style, yeah. There's apparently a lot of customization, and you know I'm sure that they'll. This is from EA again, as as the uh, the publisher of it. Developers Bioware, um. So they've obviously obviously learned a lot in the past, yeah, uh, about not having uh, too much in the loot box arena. So um, they. This
0: yeah. is their loot box shooter, basically. Uh,
1: yeah, but they're they're steering clear of any of that you know verbiage of like pay to win and you know uh buying weapons and stuff like that i I think they're gonna treat this with kid gloves the way that they have with battlefield 5 so far
0: well i think i think we came to a pretty clean understanding of like you can have a loot crate system as long as it's all cosmetic yes yeah as long as nothing is as long as nothing you pay for gives you an advantage in the game right you fucking go nuts, man. Yeah. You know. So try sell me something every day. Sell whatever the fuck you want, as long as it doesn't affect the gameplay itself. Right. Dude, I'll fucking buy it. You yeah. know. Yeah.
1: So I, I think that's it. Seems to be the route that they're going with this game too. I think they've learned and they're kind of gun shy now. Yeah. About that kind of stuff. It's so I, I'm yeah I'm happy to hear that. I think it's going to be a better game for
0: it. Yeah. Um. So all right, let's let's do this. <clears throat> as we go through as we go through each game, let's let's fucking let's say excited, not excited, or meh. Yeah, okay. Cause this one, like, I'm like, I'm feeling meh. Like, I'll uh-huh. I'll play it. I'll definitely, I definitely want to check it out. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not like, well, I can't wait for Anthem to come. Yeah, no, not know? true.
1: I'm probably about there too. Yeah, and I I think it has a lot to do with the fact, like you were saying, it kind of looks derivative. It looks mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. too samey, uh, yeah. especially within the Destiny camp. I know right. it's doing a lot of different things as far as um. You know traversal. You're able to basically fly and dive in water, and that's I mean, cool. You can kind of f- go anywhere. It, it looks pretty, pretty wide open. Yeah. As far as how you're able to get around, which is cool, but also the worlds look a little bland to yeah. me. It doesn't look super interesting. The uh, the story cinematic that they had uh, kind of piqued my interest a bit more than I had before. Uh, but
0: <clears throat> but you're a you know you're a single player story mode
1: kind of guy. Yeah but it seems pretty clear this game's going to be online co-op. Yeah. So
0: that's what I want to know how that how that works.
1: Yeah. Well, it seems like everybody's we'll see. going to have their class and they'll be able to, you know, have their own attributes that they go into the game with.
0: Yeah. So,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, I'd yeah. say I'm middle I'm, of the road. Meh. Yeah.
0: Meh. meh. We'll see how it goes. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm. This one uh, I mean, I'm always excited about Assassin's Creed games just because they're so much fun to play, even when they don't work. Mm-hmm. You know the infamous uh, um, <clears throat> um, uh, glitches on uh, um, Unity. Was it? Unity? Thank yeah. you. Uh, yeah. Even with that, like you know, David has or he had Unity. I don't mm-hmm. know if he had like a demo of it or whatever. He had a version of it. I
1: actually I have it on uh, Xbox. I found it on sale for like ten bucks, and I was uh, like,
0: all okay. right, let me give it a shot. I mean, it's fun. Yeah. It's I mean, it's another Assassin's Creed game. And that's the thing, like, Assassin's Creed, maybe, I mean, they're they're definitely, I think, in the same realm of, like, uh, like a Madden or an NBA 2K or a Call of Duty, where, yeah, we crank them out every year, and we just kind of plop them into a new universe mm-hmm. or time. And, uh, just not kinda, Japan. Yeah. Uh, it's just not Japan. Ju- why won't they give us feudal <laughs> Japan? Never
1: Japan. Jesus um i just
0: want ninjas and samurais (laughs) there's
1: there's one thing that i think we're missing in this puzzle uh for assassin's creed and that is we haven't played origins which apparently completely shuffles the deck as far as what an assassin's creed game is Mm. Uh, everything i've heard about it has been pretty glowing they say that they've uh, added a bunch of rpg elements that really add to the game uh the (laughs) combat feels great the world that they build is of course great as well which you know they're really good at yeah um
0: Two things that I think Assassin's Creed or Ubisoft does really well is uh world building and uh, the combat system is always yep. usually pretty smooth. Mm-hmm. It's just fun. Like yep. it's it's challenging when you're fighting people who are supposed to be challenging and right. not challenging when you're supposed to, you know, beat the dog shit out of somebody. Mm-hmm. Good parry I, system. Yeah, and... I like it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it is a
1: good, solid base for a game. And I'm, I am I want to play Origins because I feel like that's hinting towards what Odyssey is going to be. Mm. Um, because they took some time off. I don't know if you realize. They took a little I, yeah, bit of time yeah. off uh, between the last one they came out with, which was um, the one set in England. I forget the name of it. Um, after
0: Unity. Not Brotherhood. No, that was just before. was a group one. What is that one called? I know which one you're talking
1: about. Yeah, you're you play as tw- English twins. Yeah, uh, in the game, and um, yeah, they took a little bit of time off because they realized that people weren't into it really anymore. They were tired of the annual live series. The um, formula was kind of off. What you find in there? I'm looking for the uh, the one before, the one after Unity. Okay. Um but yeah, no. They they clearly felt like it needed a break. They needed time to figure out where to go from here, and
0: which is smart. Yeah,
1: no, I, I appreciate that.
0: Like these these companies that that think like you need to just continue making, you know, e- like these yearly outputs of a game. It's like it's unnecessary, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Like they think I don't know. I mean, obviously they're trying to maximize profits, and I Absolutely. understand that. I, I mean, they're they're a business. They gotta. Right. Fucking but if you if you squeeze all of the juice out of something mm. as as quickly as you can, you just fucking wring it dry. Yeah. Like you're not taking advantage of like the fucking flavor you can get from it, you know, just kinda going forward with it, it though. Know?
1: They don't see it that there's millions to be made if you but analyze I, the series. I,
0: I just don't understand Syndicate. Syndicate.
1: Syndicate. Assassin's Syndicate. Creed Syndicate. Right.
0: yeah I just don't understand why companies don't how can they not play the long game?
1: You know? Because investors and because, you know, business. <laughs> they, I guess, they see I mean, the dollars and cents of it and they go, why? Do you think why it's hard
0: that? to convince a company to... Uh, do, do you think like investors have a hard time... Or not investors, I should say. The uh, the developers, the the designers and everything. Do you think they have a hard time convincing the parent company? Like, hey man, give us time yeah to work on this yeah
1: no they absolutely do i guarantee it
0: let me ask you from a from a business standpoint because you work in an ad company do Uh you uh when a let's say a company comes at you and says like hey we need this by this point Uh uh-huh and have you ever been in a situation where you're like hey if you just give me a little bit more time we can really crank out something special for you guys and they're like fuck that we just need it now
1: well the thing is, first of all, it's not my call, right? At the agency, um, I I'm the person who gets the thing done, but I'm not the one that is dealing with the client who has that conversation, right? But the person who does, there I'm sure there have been conversations like that, uh, where a client will want to, you know, have something done in an unrealistic amount of time. Yeah, let's say that we understand is an unrealistic amount of time. Now it's up to the project manager, uh, who's basically in charge of making sure stuff gets done. Um, it's up to them basically to sit, to let the person know, let the client know, if that's realistic or not, if we can get it done. Yeah. Because there are sometimes that you know, even if there's an unrealistic timeline, we're able to to get it out. We were able to figure out a way to do it. Yeah. That's kind of the name of the game, because obviously everybody would want a project done sooner than later.
0: But do you think? Wow, well, I won't ask. I won't ask that. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you have to now. I was gonna say, do you think like the work suffers sometimes?
1: Well, because you, of of course, of course, work would be better with more time. Like that's that's just the name of the game. But that that is business. That is that. I just is, didn't want to put you on the spot. I know. Like. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking in vagaries right now. Anyway. Right. But, right. Uh, I, I feel like it's obvious that that's the name of the game when it comes to doing art as work. Yeah. You're never going to have enough time. That's yeah. just that's something we learned in school. Yeah. You know, when I was learning about the ad world, especially as being a creative, they tell you day one like you will never have enough time to get it perfect. Yeah. You're never going to have that. So you have to learn how to maximize your time, how to you know b- brainstorm quickly and how to get the most out of what you got because yeah. that's all you got you do the best you can with what you you're given right
0: and that's basically it
1: and you have to so kind of be okay I mean, with that
0: and and I guess that's what these these companies are are basically working with is like look you, we gave you we give you a deadline you do the best with what you got yeah so you know uh you get a budget you get a deadline the fact that um ubisoft gave them or they take they took a little time off to kind of get this one really right. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be a sign of hopefully good things to come. Well, and I think the thing
1: that caused that change was diminishing returns. Mm. They saw it hurt the business, right? And up until the point that it hurt, it it does not hurt the business uh, up until a certain point. Right. But then once it finally does. That's when change happens.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. They wrung it dry into the point where people are like, "Nope, we don't want it." And they're like, "Well, oh, fuck!" Now right. we got to go back at, to the drawing board. At
1: that point, you have an argument. At yeah. that point, even as the creative, you can be like, "Look, the the last game we came out with is not selling as well as the last two we've had." Yeah. So, like, unless you want this trend to continue, we needed time to shuffle the deck, go back to the drawing board, figure out how to reapproach this this entire thing. Yeah. So, that's well, what they did. And apparently it's worked. Yeah. I People mean, like the new
0: game. It looks pretty good. Uh,
1: and, and again like we're saying with uh, Odyssey. Odyssey looks pretty good. It looks to be a continuation of that same style mm-hmm. uh from
0: Origins. So Odyssey set in uh Greece? Yes. Ancient Greece. And uh I mean, I don't I don't know how much there's going to be um like uh like uh Uh, supernatural elements to it. There looks to be a touch of it. Which I'm excited about. I hope that they do kind of embrace um, uh, like these different gods being real or affecting the world in Uh some way. I think that would be really fucking cool if like, you know, Poseidon and like all these.
1: Yeah, there have been hints that there will be touches of that. Yeah. I think I've I've seen uh, somebody on the internet ask a developer on the game about that and they said we can neither confirm nor deny. Yeah. They gave him one of those, so okay. yeah, you know. I think there's I mean, going to be a touch of it. And
0: in the past, they they have done. They there's always a supernatural twist yeah. to the game, which I always uh, I always enjoy. Like well, you, you and, think you're playing like a regular game, and then there's like that supernatural twist to it. And yeah. You're like, oh, now this got really fucking interesting. And, and why not? With the entire
1: caveat of it being in the Animus, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, just say it's a a
0: glitch or. Well, say speaking it, of that, whatever. there wasn't a lot of scenes. Uh, depicting the animus and how much we're going to be um, uh, living through an ancestor so much as just playing this Mm. character. So I don't know how much they have uh, decided to just say, hey, look, this is just the game now. Yeah.
1: Well, something that I appreciate that they've done recently is that they've basically said, like, you're playing you and you are uh, either a test subject or you're somebody who's decided to uh, go into the Animus. Yeah, you know. So like, yeah, you're... they
0: did that uh, a lot with uh, Black Flag. Right, the game that you. That's gave actually me. yeah, That's a long time, now. long time ago. What's well, yeah. mine now? It's a very long the time The game ago. you let me ha- have. Yeah, for yeah. the rest of my life. Okay,
1: I live here now. I can Pirates. take it back. I yeah, um, wow. I mean, you can play it. You can borrow it from me if you want. Um. Yeah. So No will take these that's. I think that's the first one of the uh, the series that started that trend. Yeah, and I like it. I, yeah. I think it 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 keeps it from getting too complicated. The whole thing with uh, I think his name was Miles or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Miles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that entire storyline just kind of fizzled out eventually. Well, and-
0: it's an interesting concept to do like a pseudo time travel thing, right? With this technology, but it really feels like the game itself, or not the game, the the time that you would. Um, go into your ancestor's world, that was fully fleshed out. Anytime yeah. that you weren't, it was just like an hollow. afterthought. Yeah, it yeah. was very hollow, very, very, very dead. Yeah, very Apple Store. Yes, very just, uh, like yeah. no soul to the re- to right. this portion of the game. And
1: see, what I always hoped in the series was that you would eventually get a game where it was half in the Animus, half out. But yeah. outside the Animus, Miles <laughs> was able to get all of the collected, you know, uh, ancestral data, essentially, yeah. and be able to become this, this badass assassin well, in, that's in what modern was, that's day. That's
0: what they were gearing towards. Yeah,
1: in modern day, and have, like, this modern-day Assassin's Creed where you're like in New York or something and Mm. make it that. That, That's what I was looking forward
0: to. You might want to bleep that out and then send that to them. (laughs) Copyright. Dear Ubisoft. (laughs) Do we have an idea for you? (laughs) Stand back. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, long story short. (laughs) So are you excited about Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Uh, I'll give it a meh. I'm excited about it. Okay. Okay. Battlefield 5.
1: I'm excited about
0: it. <laughs> uh, I think we talked about the trailer. We did. Yeah, um, we, we
1: we uh talked about I think about three episodes ago. I
0: don't th- was there anything new that came from E three that we don't already know?
1: Um confirmation there's gonna be a Royale, Battle Royale mode.
0: Oh oh that was confirmed? Yeah. Cool. They showed
1: more gameplay. Um Oh, man, that's exciting. Yeah, there's been a lot more uh, revealed as far as the physics go, Mm -hmm. which I I recently saw somebody who was there at a demo station was able to record uh, what they were playing. Yeah. And the physics in the game look like they are the biggest improvement in everything. So That's uh, exciting. For instance, if you have a uh, a bazooka, Mm -hmm. you can blow up a tank. And, like, the actual turret of the tank, like, will fly off of the tank. Yeah. You know, and, like, everything has its own physics. Snow, for instance, you'll see fall and land on stuff or bounce off of it if there's a wind. Uh. You know, instead of just landing randomly. Um, That's, yeah. I'm, we we like mentioned that. it on, when we were talking about it the first time, but, like, explosions have their own physics now. Yeah. So, you know, you can shoot snow off of a roof, for instance or uh, an explosion will make snow fly or, um, if an explosion's coming from the outside, it'll push things in. And if it's from the inside of a building, it'll push things out. Yeah. Uh, which sounds like really simple. Like obviously that stuff should work that way. But when you see it in practice, it adds a level of like complexity and, uh, uh, sort of, uh, graphical realness to the entire experience that I think was, you don't realize it was missing, but it was missing before. So, yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I don't think much else was shared, other than people actually being able to play it on the show, the blah, blah, showroom floor. Sure. But um, yeah, I'm I am excited about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, the fact that they revealed or or the fact that they confirmed the uh, battle royale mode is is really. Exciting and really interesting because, like, these AAA companies getting on board with the battle royale concept of a game is really fucking dope. Because most battle royale games that have come out so far are fun, but also fun. They're fun. Question mark. But graphically, they're pretty awful for the most part. Yeah, and they're they're run from a rough base. Right, and they're always in this like beta mode you know yeah like every fucking like uh like you play a uh, uh, Fortnite and it's like early access mode and you're like early access this game's out yeah people are all around the world are playing this millions and millions of people are playing this game yeah. you telling me we all are playing a demo that's
1: the current state of things yeah <laughs> that's how games are now
0: which is crazy to me yeah. that they just put these games out and they're like well, we're still in early ac- we'll we're get still to working it. on it and yeah. it's like okay but wait a minute you're making changes to the game. You're taking things out. You're putting things in. Like you're constant. This game is ever evolving. It's mm. never going to get to a point where like this is the finished product because once you get to that point, then you put new stuff out and it's like okay, well, what was this difference between now and then? Right. Right. Well, so when's, what's when's early the access? Yeah. What is the end? When, when is end? when is the end? Yeah. Well, that's another conversation. <laughs> yeah. 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 We'll, we'll side. Uh, the fact table that, that AAA titles are getting in on this. Um, battle royale thing you know some people will say oh they're just biters you know what i don't give a shit you tell me a fucking company like ea is gonna make a battle royale mode in their game i'm fucking all about it yeah, we'll you, kidding battle Roy- right. you kidding me battlefield battle royale 100 fucking players with frostbite kidding me frostbite engine come on son come on Fucking put Battle Royale mode in fucking every (laughs) game you can. I don't care. Shoehorn it into everything. I don't give a fuck. It's one of the most fun things you can do in a video game right now. Madden. Put it in fucking Madden. I don't give a fuck, dude. Put it in fucking everything, yo. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. So I'm I'm not, you know, I don't give a shit. Call it derivative. Call it whatever you want. Shit is fucking fun. And if battlefield with the kind of engine the kind of gameplay the kind of strategery that goes into playing a strategery. game like that strategery uh-huh okay Bush. <laughs> keep it going Kind of. fucking the the thought that goes into a game like that if you want to play it well yeah and then you put that into a battle royale mode i'm, I'm fucking all about mm. it bro i'm all about but it.
1: are you mad because there are girls in world war ii
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, if it's a female protagonist, yeah, I'll protest it. But otherwise, they, <laughs> Why? Can, be, they can be like outlier characters oh my or like God. secondary characters. Or if, you know, they let me choose, Such I won't. A bad but... person. No, no, no. I, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I really don't care.
1: Well, it's going to have at least one female lead. They're doing this the storyline like actually like we mentioned in the, in the past. They're doing it the same way they did with the uh, war stories. Yeah, so there's going to be multiple little vignettes.
0: Let them. So I think it'd be fun. Yeah. I think I, I think that you have to at least give them a chance to tell the story. Like even if you're a person who says there weren't women in World War Two, which I'm sorry, were you there? Well, there know.
1: there were two actually. Right. A lot yeah. of resistance fighters. And
0: so you have to give them a chance to tell the story. Yeah, because well, if... give
1: it a chance. You're you're commenting on a game you haven't played yet. Right.
0: Well, I mean, and that and that's what the internet is good for. Is it's commenting on awful. things too early? I hate it. Yeah, no, no. it's the worst. I agree. I agree. It sucks. We love you, internet. So um, two thumbs up for Battlefield Five. Yes, yes, we're all we're both pretty excited about. But that. what about Call of Duty? But what about it, indeed, my friend? Call of Duty. Black Ops Four, Blops the beloved 4. Blops series, yep, uh, is now in its fourth installment. Yep. The
1: uh, big announcement
0: at E3 was
1: the fact that they're having the retro maps.
0: Yes. From Black
1: Ops One, Ooh, which oh, oh man, wow. I
0: mean we man. were just sitting there watching it, just flash across the screen, just going, yeah, <gasps> oh, yeah, <gasps> nostalgia yeah. just for us. Yeah. No, you know, I'm 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 all about it.
1: Yeah, that's I'm pretty cool. All about
0: that. That's pretty cool. So that was a good move by them yes that's a winning move i think that they realized they saw the attention that they got when they did the um modern warfare one remaster yeah and everyone was like oh fuck yeah do that more and they were like oh you like that you like that you little bitch (laughs) take more of this (laughs) then they just start throwing stuff at us like these fucking remaster of these maps i mean they picked classic maps i mean Just I mean, for me personally, some of my favorites. Every yeah. time I mean, come oh, yeah, on, yeah. man. Yeah. Some good ones. Some really good oh, ones. Oh yeah,
1: That shooting range
0: map. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean, I, I know some of those maps like I know my own house.
1: Yeah. No, I'm thinking in my head walking through one of those maps. Right. Which, which is where everything is, crazy. is be,
0: where a guy would be, yeah. uh where everybody would camp. I mean, yeah. like I it's it's sick yeah. how much yeah. I played that first black ops game. So yep. um that's pretty exciting that yeah. they would do something like that. To be honest with you, I don't even know anything else about Black Ops Four. Yeah. Other than that. Uh huh. And still, that's enough. I'm gonna buy. I mean, I'm excited. <laughs> he I'm, has I'm, to do I'm, it. I'm gonna fucking he buy it. Has to do it. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I mean, basically, the big downside
1: for me personally is that they've announced basically they're not gonna be doing a traditional uh, single player campaign. With this one? That's a long time coming, man. I know. I know. I understand. But <laughs> at the same time, I mean I feel like Call of Duty Black uh, Ops specifically has been one of the more interesting storylines
0: that they've had. Well, the thing about it is they, they put so much time, money, and energy into putting together very theatrical first player it's an action movie. No, it's great. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Any, anytime they do the the story mode, I mean I, I, I I will run through that first before. Yeah, that's why. I, that's how
1: I do it too. Yeah, I go through that and then I jump into. But multiplayer. a lot of
0: people don't do that. Yeah, and that's well, they have the, the data
1: to back that up too.
0: So exactly, I'm I'm a dying breed. I mean, they, they have gotten to the point where, and you you probably saw this when you downloaded uh, Blobs Three. They'll ask you which mode yeah. are you going to play first. Yep, and then they'll download that mode so that you can get into that sooner. Right. So they'll right. ask you, are you gonna play zombies? Are you gonna play multiplayer? Right. Are you gonna play story mode? Like which one do you want first? Mm-hmm. And then they'll give you that data first. Yeah. Which is interesting. The first time I saw it, I don't remember which game I downloaded, but I the first time I saw it on a Call of Duty game, I was like, Wow. That's <laughs> that's interesting because like when uh uh when I used to still when I used to live with my brother, um he never played the story mode on any Call of Duty mm-hmm. game. He downloaded it and went straight to multiplayer. Yeah, he's not alone. He's not yeah, alone. No, yeah, no, yeah. No, I'm just yeah, I'm just saying like he's a person that I know personally mm-hmm. who I can ask, like, well, what'd you think of the first person? And he's like, Yeah, I didn't I didn't play the, the story mode. Yeah. I'm like, you didn't and he's like, I never played the story mode. I go straight to multiplayer. Yeah. I'm like M- my <laughs> what? my coworker one, same thing.
1: He goes straight to multiplayer. Just straight to multiplayer. Yeah. He doesn't care about the story mode. Doesn't like single player uh, first person shooters, which
0: is amazing because even if you don't, they present to you such an engrossing, like interesting. It's not like this 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 Oscar winning espionage drama, but no. it's a really cool action movie that yeah, you're playing. Yeah. It's awesome. It's it's a
1: it's a Michael Bay movie yeah. in the mid '90s.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's a fun fucking mode that you know it is sad that they're cutting it out but i mean you got to think about you know back to what we were saying before the fucking business end of it man yeah well the
1: thing that upset me about it was the fact that i'm upset i'm upset quote drake um the thing that upset me about it was that apparently this came about (sighs) because they ran out of time supposedly because they had to incorporate
0: a battle royale mode all right well that's kind of wack I mean, I like uh, yeah. the battle royale mode. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's well, kind of whack that they wouldn't put a story mode in there just because they ran out of time. Again, we're talking about you know timelines and budgets, so. deadlines, and more deadlines.
1: Correct. So that upset me a little bit, but
0: well, it I don't just know. It, it doesn't. I mean, just push the game back. You know, if you want a full. That's never going to happen with Call of Duty. It
1: has to come out a specific date because they have another team right behind them working on the next game. Right, and that's the and crazy part. Is the next, game. Is, and it's the it's next like, game?
0: Yeah, the, and and it's a never-ending machine. But it's like, excuse me, at what point do you say like <clears throat> the product is being hindered by this process? And you know, for the record, a lot of people would say, I don't know, ten games ago. Well,
1: I'm I'm just curious with Call of Duty when they're going to get off of the. So the same system they've been on since modern warfare. Yeah. Um because they've been running off of that for over ten years now, something like that, right? Yeah. Um If it ain't
0: broke, don't fix it, I guess. That's well, and, really and the- that's
1: the thing, like if they were to ever break from that I, I I guess overall design, uh they would upset everybody. Yeah. Everybody'd be mad at it. I think they would have to go and reinvent what Call of Duty is in order to do that. And I don't think they'll do that in the middle of a console cycle. I think no. they'd have to wait until the next console, yeah. PlayStation,
0: you know, five. Well, even even then, though, they didn't. It's not like they reinvented the wheel when the four came out.
1: No, but I'm saying if they are going to do it, I think they have to do it soon. Yeah. And I think the time would be in the next console generation. Yeah. Okay. Because it's been it's been so long, it's been so long, and I I think that it it's getting long in the tooth what they what they're running on right now. Yeah. That entire system of quick run and gun. I mean, they have that entire corner locked as far as first person shooter go, shooters go. Yeah. Uh, on you know console especially, I feel like a lot of people just are only Call of Duty players.
0: Just like some people are only Halo players. Yeah. But well, at we the same were talking time, about like how many usernames do you see that are just like Call of Duty Killer 24. Right. Like he just bought the game just for Call, Call of Duty. Duty.
1: Right. Yeah. He's dabbling in this one <laughs> thing just because he has the console, but yeah. he only plays
0: Call of Duty otherwise. But I mean, it, you know, imagine how <clears throat> easy and quickly they can turn around a game. Now, I say that in relative terms to developing a game. Obviously, I know it's not easy, but. In relative terms how easy it must be when you know you've got this locked in Mm -hmm. system that you just basically just drop in this new shit and just make sure that it works with with what you've got going already and you just keep doing that every year
1: I, i feel like it can be a positive and a negative because i'm sure a lot of these devs want to make something more innovative they want to try to experiment with things yeah. So I mean that's I mean that's where a lot of the future tech stuff comes from. That's where I'm sure a lot of the jetpacks and wall running and all that yeah. kind of stuff comes from is well, there...
0: like all the all the guys who have broken off from a re, like Activision Respawn. yeah and uh, yeah you get you get stuff like Titanfall from people who were probably pretty frustrated with the yearly cycle and just going like I want to do something cool and new yeah. and different.
1: Right. So yeah, I mean it's it's like eating the same food over and over again. you yeah. like I'm I'm tired of this. It's good, but I'm sick of it. I want that new shit. Right. So, I don't know. All that being said, I am gonna give Black Ops four a slightly more excited meh after I saw the retro maps.
0: Yeah, I'll agree with that. It's excited meh. meh. It's a meh, but it's, you know, it's a meh. It's a meh. 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 Uh, uh, Catherine. Full body.
1: I only put this one on here because I'm a dork. Uh huh. Um, it's a it's a great game. It's a great game. It's a puzzle game. It is also a sort of dating sim. Um, and they're adding another uh, love interest into the game, and I just <laughs> wanted to mention that. Take it for what you will. Cool. Are you excited about it? I am excited about it. <laughs> Nerd. Yeah, it's gonna be good.
0: Uh, Cuphead, the delicious last course.
1: Now, I never got to play Cuphead.
0: Not even once? Not even once. Man, you missed out on a good one. I, mean, I can still buy it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, you're gonna need to if you want to play this. That's DLC, is it not? It is DLC. Right. It's
1: DLC, apparently starring a mm-hmm. new female lead. Because <laughs> I guess that's all we're gonna play as now. It's girls. Oh, God. Yeah, it's PC culture. <laughs> we gotta put in <laughs> Am females I right? in the game. <laughs> 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 <Feminotsy>. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh,
0: yeah. So, I mean, Cuphead was uh one of the best games that's come out. In the past couple of years. Mm. Very interesting fight engine, very interesting boss battles, Um, really dark, creepy, but also funny, like very black comedy Mm -hmm. storyline. 1920s animation. The animation was amazing. Hand drawn animation for the game. Very classic style. DLC must have taken like five years. Right. (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, it's a great game, and uh, anything that comes. From uh, Cuphead, F- I'm excited about just to see where they go with it, what they do with mm. it. So, I'm gonna, Yeah. Yeah, excited. Um,
1: since I haven't played it, I don't know if I can give it an excited. I'm going to give it a meh. But it, if I play the game, I may change my score. I future. think I think you'll really like it. Yeah.
0: Uh, Cyberpunk
1: 2077.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah. That whew, dog. Yeah. Dog. Yeah. With
1: just a cinematic CG trailer, yeah, that shit looked fresh as fuck. Right, I have all love, all respect, uh, all trust mm-hmm. in CD Projekt Red. Yeah, uh, makers of uh, uh, the Witcher. Uh, oh yeah, and, and Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yeah, the the Witcher series, which is what they're they're most known for. Um yeah, I mean I don't think they have anything left to prove. I think we can all sit here and agree that this is a game to look forward to uh once it finally comes out. I'm not sure when that's going to be because they're known to make gigantic games and this
0: one's supposed to be apparently bigger than The Witcher. Which I, I mean, I when I saw the trailer for it, I you know, I saw a lot of people talking about it because of the whole like um uh, full frontal nudity and like the sex scenes and stuff like that and uh-huh. you can take a chick back to your apartment blah 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 and I was like well okay but it like the title of the game and that being the biggest thing that came from it really <laughs> kind of turned me off I saw, I saw that juxtaposed in a tweet with
1: uh, Fallout 76 the developer saying well you can you can eat cats oh yeah
0: yeah <laughs> and the person was like wait what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good. so I mean like you know, I I was I was turned off at first by the the fact that not the fact that like you can fuck people in a video game I don't care about that but oh, yeah. it's just the fact that like that was the only thing that came from right. it and so I was like well it's a how- very American uh, uh, headline to pull out right of that. right like, exactly you can have sex with
1: somebody weird right. oh there's nudity weird whoa no crazy way. crazy meanwhile I'm going to show this trailer. Of somebody getting their guts spilled out, right? You and know, that, that and that doesn't, doesn't, fucking matter, that doesn't at all. matter at all. Yeah.
0: But you can get inside some guts. Oh, you can like oh, yeah. don't want to see
1: that. You can see a dong. Wow.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I, I you know I didn't I didn't give a shit. But then when I found out that it was made by uh, CD Projekt Red, fully on board at oh, that yeah. point. Then we then we watched the trailer and it was like yeah mm-hmm. yeah I buy into that world. Yeah, I am fucking I'm really really excited about yeah. this game. Just because like The Witcher is a fun game to play I still haven't beat it But there's so much to do Yeah Fully engrossing It's a a fully fleshed out world Right And then Like I've always just wanted these These developers Who make these games Where they dive into these fantasy worlds I would just I just want them to do like Modern day Or even like cyber or, Or not sorry But like future Future stuff Yeah Like Like um Like uh Like like the people who developed uh, Destiny, or the people who made, Deus, uh, Deus Ex. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I I want, I want this 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 take on these these RPG elements set to a modern day. And I think like we'll get to it, but I think like the Division is a good example mm-hmm. of you know doing what these other games are doing in these different like weird uh kind of like either sci-fi or fantasy elements and yeah. going like here's the modern day take yeah. on that thing which i i, I want to see more of that you yeah know? that's
1: an interesting thing
0: yeah um
1: i mean this this looks like it it is becoming basically uh the blade runner game that i've always wanted oh yeah it does so i'm excited about it i'm giving that one a definite excited
0: definitely excited definitely excited uh days gone days gone is something that's been hyped up a bunch and a bunch and a bunch on these fuck at these fucking e3s yeah. man and
1: is that a uh was it playstation experience too
0: yeah they showed it i was excited when i first heard about it when i first saw it at e3 i was even more excited when i saw the uh the one level where you're in like a barn and you've got like th- hundreds of fucking uh zombies. Excuse me, chasing you, yeah, and they like chase you up the barn and like bust through the door, and they like fucking like that shit looked dope, and I was like, okay, cool, this is different from other zombie games. Like, you can get overrun, and like it's not just like three or four in the middle of the street. Yeah, you're, and it's a real horde. That's like it's a real fucking threat. So I was excited about that. And then this new trailer and and some of this new gameplay stuff kind of shows you where they're trying to go with it, and mm-hmm. it's like obviously it has to be more fleshed out than regular than just a regular zombie game. There has to be more to it, right? Yeah. Um, something that I kind of wanted to ask because <clears throat> it goes along with this, and it also goes along with the other big uh zombie game that's coming out, Dying Light Two. Mm-hmm. These games that give you control over things so much that your actions dictate the rest of the world right yeah i'm wondering do you feel like we're getting to a point where there is so much to do so much to explore and so many consequences in these new games that maybe it's a bit too much like everything that you do like detroit beyond human yeah is a game Fully based on you making a decision. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Right, and that's that's a cool concept, and that's yeah. always been an interesting concept. Even going back to the fucking choose your own adventure books. Yeah, that's always fun to say. I, I want to do. I want to do it this way. Right, Telltale games. Right, all of that is dope. Yeah, but when you get to a game where, like, I, I mean, I, I guess it gives you more replay value. But do you feel like maybe we're getting to a point where, like, we have. So, like everything that you do now affect like dying life for instance they the, the one of the developers was t- was saying like you do a mission for one person or, or for one faction and it could be a positive for these people mm-hmm. but then it's a negative for these people right? and it only affects these people yeah. it's like fuck man you make enemies with these people do I'm i really the- want to have to pay attention to the entire economy right. of this fucking game That's a very, to enjoy it.
1: it it remind me a lot of fallout yeah. So in Fallout 3, there's uh, a town that you can actually completely destroy. Yeah. And if you do that, if you decide to destroy it, it's not there anymore. And, like, the entire world is affected around it, where they, they talk about it being blown up. That's a decision you can make. Um, so with those sort of decisions that mean so much, I'm the type of gamer who will agonize over that
0: little minutia right. of, right.
1: like... Did I make the right decision there? I don't really know if I did that right. Right. And like that's good. That's like an interesting thing to pull out of me as a gamer. But at the same time, like, am I looking for that experience all the time? No, not necessarily. I want the Call of Duty, Michael Bay, mid nineties action slugfest that I know I can't make a wrong decision in. Yeah. That I'm just I'm playing through this narrative. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm glad games like that exist. So you know for something like cyberpunk that's i know what i'm getting into when i i dip my toe into that yeah. i know that my decisions will make uh you know huge uh, ripples in the rest of the world so that's fine
0: yeah it's it's it, it's just i don't know i do like a, a balance between those two things because i i've never liked a fully linear like go here now go here now go here i like um gta i think is closer to the balance that i like wherein you're in a fully fleshed out free roaming world where you can mm. do whatever you want but also you have a storyline that you can do yeah but you don't have a lot of choice in those stories right. i was gonna you say you have your decisions, to complete those
1: missions your decisions largely don't matter right in that.
0: and i think that if they if if a game did something like the the witcher does that i think a fully fleshed out not really fully fully a fleshed out world a yeah. big world yeah. where you can kind of go wherever you want you can do these missions you can kind of choose how you want to complete these missions and they give you kind of different ways to complete these missions and uh, those things kind of affect the world as you go along I think The Witcher does it pretty mm-hmm. well so that's good news for Cyberpunk 2077 yeah
1: it doesn't look like Days Gone is going to do that, though. It looks like Days Gone is a bit. Light.
0: Well, Dying light. No. Dying Light's the one that that you. Yes, but Gone yeah. That's what we're, talk- yeah, right, 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 what yeah, we're talking. what we're talking about right, right now. And, and, and,
1: yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Days Gone doesn't seem to have that sort of open. Uh, it looks. It is definitely an open world, but it's not one of those that is so. Forced upon your decision making, you know. Yes. So I think that's sort of what you're looking for right. in a game. Is like, it, it's not, your decisions are not necessarily going to impact the overall world, but you can go wherever you want. You can, you know, take out a camp uh, and, yeah. you know, act in that way that you would in GTA. Yeah. But you don't have to worry about those heavy decisions
0: yeah. necessarily. All right. So excited about Days Gone? Meh. Meh uh death stranding
1: I don't know what this game I is I still don't
0: know what the fuck is
1: happening but I'm excited <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited to play too. Because Hideo Kojima. Right. And again, just like CD Project Red,
0: it's just one of those creators that I will always follow. Yeah, you just got to have to trust them. Go on the journey with them. See where they right. take it. Yeah. I mean, what What is Hideo Kojima like failed at? Really? Making a bad game. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Destiny Two Forsaken. That's the new DLC that's come out. That's supposed to be like their. This is their big dog. Right. This they, is their, they kill Cade, or so they say. <laughs> you know. You know. It's funny. <clears throat> Cade's not dead. No, absolutely. Not. absolutely There's absolutely no, no way. way he's dead. And the way that we know that he's not dead is because the fucking developer who was talking about it. at at e3 Uh, he's like i don't really want to (laughs) say i can't i mean he's dead Uh, he's dead yeah he's dead dead. 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 and and then the guy's like is he really dead he's like well he looks pretty fucking dead (laughs) and then the other dude looks at him like dude shut the fuck up he's like he's dead he's dead it's like that motherfucker ain't dead you know he ain't dead you fucking yeah he kind of he he fucked that up so we know he's not dead but i i do agree that something like that does does um really ramp up your interest in this new DLC Mm kind of makes you think like, okay, they're kind of pulling out all the stops here. Let's see where they're going with this story. Because like the, the destiny Two story itself is pretty ambitious. You know, if you've ever played desk, if you've ever played either one of the games, you'll know world. It is. It's a fun world that they build. Um, the first one was kind of a dead world. And that, that was one of the things that, um, uh, uh, was one of the criticisms lobbied at uh, Destiny One was that it looked beautiful, but it almost felt like you were just walking through a matte painting. Yeah, and in the second one, it's they kind vacant. of they kind of made it a little bit more alive, where you know there's there's just things happening in the background. There's there are actually some things. NPCs around. Yeah, and it, they just kind of make it a little bit more interesting. And so you know each each game are just going to improve it more and more. Um, so with this. Uh it introduces the new story mode, which their their story expansions are always so good. Yeah. I, I just kinda wish that they were just part of the fucking game because their yeah. story expansions are awesome. And then they introduce a new mode, uh, Gambit. Mm-hmm. You know anything about the Gambit mode? Oof. I know a little bit about it. I don't think I do. So basically, from what I understand, it's kinda like a competitive raid. Okay. Where two teams have to kill the boss and whoever kills the boss first wins Ah, the gambit but you can kill each other you can kill each other Hmm. so you can kill there's like there's NPC enemies not NPC enemies just um, (laughs) (laughs) enemies just computer controlled (laughs) enemies that doesn't make any sense but computer controlled enemies um, and then there's a big boss in the game and you can kill them and you can also kill uh, the other players the real players Mm -hmm. and then whoever beats the boss first that's I mean if I got that wrong I don't know, fucking sue me. Something, no, no. Something actually, like
1: I, I think I remember hearing about that too. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah. So that sounds like a cool. New that's an interesting goal, Yeah. 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 I'm I'm interested in that. I will still not buy this.
0: Yeah, and, and you know that's the thing. It's too
1: late. I'm.
0: Yeah, I'm not. Uh, you've already you already fucked up. Not Destiny. jumping back I'm not, into this yeah, world. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Yeah. No. Like none of us play it anymore. No. I, I might as well just delete it off my. You know, yeah. just to give me some room because I need room for Blops 3. Just that being kinda... said,
1: wha- blah, 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 blah. would you play Destiny 3?
0: Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, just to see where they take it. You know, just to see what yeah. they do with it.
1: If there's real improvement.
0: Yeah, because the, the reason that I would play Destiny 3 is the exponential leap from one to two, yeah. I mean, it's just it's almost a different game. Yeah, well, and it's, it's also familiar. It, it feels like what one should have been. Yes. So you do you take that and then you put that into three. I don't know, man. You, you if they do it if they play their cards right, you might have yourself a perfect fucking video yeah. game. I think with Destiny three. If
1: if they grow as much as they did between one and two, from two to two to three, mm-hmm. I think that they'll have what they originally envisioned Destiny one to be. Yeah. I feel like the really difference between one and two wasn't
0: that big, but it was important. Well, it was the thing about it is once they got to the end of their DLC cycle, they didn't have to leap too much, right? But if you take base Destiny one and to base Destiny two, it's a huge
1: huge
0: leap for sure.
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm gonna give this a nah.
0: Yeah, nah. Yeah. I'm not uh, just not excited just for the simple fact that like, I'm not going to shell out for the DLC. Yeah. I'm just not going to do it. Uh, DMC5, Devil, Devil, May... May Devil, May Devil May Cry? Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry. Yeah. Devil May Cry.
1: Um, I am excited for this one, and it's based, I mean, mainly on the fact that I love the gameplay. Yeah. Uh, the trailer has a really, you know, cool look to it. Even though you're playing like as DMC Nero. always does. Yeah, Nero. <laughs> man. Right. I'm not it's huge like, about... Fucking playing as Not Yeah, I'm not huge about Nero, uh, which was a side character. Should be a side character. It should um, always be a side character. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to see what comes out of this. So I'm going to give it an excited.
0: I really hope that... I'm excited just to see if we get to play as Dante. You have to. Like, I, I need to play as Dante. You got to play as Dante eventually. We haven't... I mean, we haven't played as the dante like the dante we know and love we have long hair white dante since what three yeah
1: parts of four
0: no four four
1: you have to play as dante in four the whole four not all four that's what i'm saying yeah you you got to play a little bit
0: like a game where it's based around (laughs) our dante Yeah. yeah it hasn't been since the third installment i like teen dante i
1: like him though He's cool. People were mad at that. I don't understand why. Like, I mean, it's cool,
0: but I, I want adult Dante. Yeah. I don't need, like, punk. Yeah. Like He's cool as an adult, whatever. but I, I enjoyed young Dante. I, I want People cry too much. Dante. It's fine. Whatever. I'm excited <laughs> about it anyway. You're just talking about the whole internet now at this yeah, point. That's true. Uh, Doom Eternal. You were a big proponent <sighs> of Doom. I love Doom. And so, yeah, I could see... Uh, excuse me yeah it's being a big one for you
1: yep so uh in the last doom you ended up going to hell and this one you end up in earth I was about i thought you were gonna say heaven <laughs> do doom eternal so in doom heaven doom heaven uh no i'm just you shoot angels oh god no it's devil may cry ah uh, yeah devil may um, cry yeah, no, uh Doom Doom is such a solid game if you if you guys haven't played it, I highly recommend it if you're a fan of first first person shooters at all. Yeah. At this point, one of my favorite first first person shooters, it's so hard to say. First, first person processes. shooters. Um along with Wolfenstein, uh one of my favorite recent first person shooters that have been out. Yeah. Uh so I'm highly anticipating this one. I am very excited for it to play Doom in a destroyed earth where all hell has been unleashed
0: right that looks fun yeah uh we touched on Dying Light give it a review Doom? yeah give it a give it a uh, excited a meh or a... Uh, I'm gonna go meh okay. I'm not not excited but I'm not like well I can't wait I'm gonna yeah. go meh on that. Okay. and you're excited right? I'm excited uh we touched on Dying Light too. <sighs> i I'm not excited just because like I played the first one, and it's okay, yeah, I wasn't my socks weren't blown off by the first one. I like the parkour elements of it I yeah. like the the day and night cycle is really cool, but I don't know at the end of the day, those were the two coolest things about it, yeah other than that, it just kind of really didn't uh, do much for me what about yeah
1: you? no, I'll agree, I'll agree with all that. I'm gonna give it a meh because it looks it looks like those big decisions are going to be a cool addition to it and the fact that it's so post-apocalyptic now i feel like the first one wasn't as um it seems like they've expanded their scope a lot yeah which i don't know may lead
0: to a more interesting game so i'll give it a meh all right uh fallout 76 a super big deal fallout's uh, incredibly popular game all of us have played it in diff- different iterations mm-hmm. for you know different amounts of time david would give me shit for the fact that like you know i only i really only played new vegas and parts of 3 those are the two to play yeah well. yeah
1: uh, i mean 1 and 2 really are not the same type of game yeah so you don't really have to worry about those so much
0: so fallout 76 uh, there's an online, it's, it's not completely online, right? It's an online mode or is you, it completely online? Is it like a, it's, is it an MMORPG? It's not
1: that, but it seems to be preferably played online with other people. Mm. Uh, they do say that you can play it solo. So that's good. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> good for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, they seem to definitely lean on the online aspects of it as being the
0: real game changer. Yeah. Uh, in that experience. You uh you brought up a good point the VAT system, right? Which is interesting because you know it'd be really hard to have a VAT system with uh, uh real people like with NPCs and and you know uh, uh, computer controlled enemies. Obviously right. that works really well. Um, you but just one slow of the, down
1: the game, yeah, for everybody. If
0: you don't know anything about the VAT system, I mean just just play New Vegas or, or three or four. I mean like yeah, either, any of those, yeah, yeah. I mean it Fallout's a fun fucking game. You know, at the end of the day, it's a fun fucking game. Yeah. So uh yeah, you slow down the game and to, to break it down to its mo- to the to its simplest elements, you, you you go into bullet time and you pick the vital spots to destroy each enemy. Mm-hmm. And you have certain percentages
1: on each of those body mm-hmm. parts that you can shoot at, right, which determine how likely you are
0: to hit those specific parts of the body. Right. So, so, And the closer they get, obviously, the, the, the higher their percentages, right. because the higher your chances are to hit each body part. Right. Or if you have a sniper rifle, it changes the percentages. Right. So it's a very cool, very sophisticated um, shooting system that, like, I mean, it's just really fucking awesome. Right. And uh, you brought it up, like, how the fuck are you going to do that? Apparently, there's a real-time VAT system. Which doesn't make much sense to me. No.
1: But I guess we'll have to wait and see on that.
0: Right. right. And that's you know, <clears throat> with a lot of these games, we're you know we're speculating. So yeah, let's try to speculate. How do you think a real-time VAT system is going to work? I think you're going to have to you you hit the VATS button,
1: which brings up this green screen essentially that has a graph and shows all these percentages. I think that's going to happen instantaneously. I don't think time's going to be affected at all. But you're just going to get kind of stuck <clears throat> there in your position, looking at your pit boy. Yeah, and it shows a readout of the percentages that you can hit at that time. And yeah. you, you hit to activate that attack and it will do it.
0: Oh, what about this? What about like, what about if you, you hit the, the you hit whatever button, the vats button. Yeah. Whatever the vats button is probably like L1 or R1 or whatever. Yeah. Right. You go down, you start looking at your pit boy, like you said, and then, but it'll be like, uh, like, uh, like, Call uh, I'm not calling Duty like, like kingdom hearts, a, real-time action... Um, uh, 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 card game? Uh, huh? No, a no, card? no, not the card <laughs> game, but like uh, like the, 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 the way that Call of Duty's... Fuck, why do I keep saying Call The way that... <laughs> they got in your brain. Oh, fuck, I had a lot of beer. <laughs> the way that Kingdom Hearts works uh-huh. is a real... It's like an action RPG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a turn-based game. Active so, time battle system. Right, and you pick... Each uh, thing as it's going on, it's a real time fight, right? Uh-huh. So you look down at your your pit boy, and as the person moves, the percentages change. Yeah, that's, that's kind what of you, what, what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay, all right. We're on the same page. So. Right, right. We're on the same page. I think that would be really fucking cool. Y-
1: yeah, and then you also have like a. Um, I think that that would be sort of fair, whereas if you're moving around. You know, you have less of a percentage to actually just shoot the person yeah. in real time. But if you're in your VAT system and you're close enough and you're able to to make that hit happen quick enough, you
0: know, it's almost a, a guaranteed hit yeah. on the person. And I, I think like if you take all those things into account, like if you're if you're kneeling, then you're just aiming your gun at them. Obviously, you're you're. Um your focus is going to be better and your aim is going to be better right. than if you're like running around and stuff. I think all of the things, all of those things should be taken into account yeah. while you're trying to hit your opponents and yeah. stuff. I think, uh, I think it's pretty ambitious. Um, there's obviously so much more to, to Fallout 76. We're not going to get into it.
1: No, it, it, the, the big things that you need to know, it's, it's set in West Virginia. Um, it is apparently four times as big as fallout four. Mm-hmm. Which is already a huge game, right? Uh, and also, let's see, oh, what was the other one? Obviously, it's online, so there's yeah. co-op essentially. If you want it to be, you can kill each other if you want. Yeah, um, those are the biggest things. Yeah, so
0: excited. You gonna go mad on this? Well, oh, first of all, don't don't judge. <laughs> I mean, people can't see your
1: face, but I can see it. <sighs> I'm excited. I'm excited. Are you sure? I am excited. I am because I actually really liked 4. It kind of burnt out after a while, but I, I am excited for it because I just enjoyed the Fallout brand. And this is the this is the earliest game in the series, you know, predating
0: 3. Yeah. So, yeah. This That's going to be interesting. Yeah. The story mode itself, like going back that far in time and kind of see how things got to where they are. Yeah. Hopefully. I'm excited about it. Uh, For Honor I'm the only fucking person Who plays this game
1: Yeah I'm gonna go pee now <laughs>
0: Yeah I, I guess Go ahead Talk about Yeah it. I'll, I'll, talk, I'll talk, about talk about For Honor I, I liked For Honor Okay I played it a lot When uh, I, I would just play it From time to time It was just one of those games That like I would pick up And play Like a uh, like any like like a puzzle game or like a tetris or something it was just a, a game that i would pick up and play there was a decent sized player base that when i when i jumped in and, and, and just pick up and played it to, to play it uh when i was bored there was other people a lot of other people you know the load times weren't that long and you jump into a game and you know there's there's fucking people playing the game and it was fun like you it this is the kind of game for Honor is the kind of game that was like built for me personally, it was built for me. I love martial arts and you you, you throw this into a video game and you know you, you get these different options on how you want to play. You know, you get this real time battle system where it's kinda like rock, paper, scissors on who's gonna win each battle and stuff, and if you are smart enough and fast enough you can hit these critical shots and all this stuff. Four honors dope. And I think I think for honor is criminally slept on and I'm kind of sad that people didn't like really get into it. Like, uh, like evolve. I get why people didn't fuck with that. It wasn't that great. I mean, I know I was really hyped on it. It wasn't that great. I get it. But for, for honor is fucking dope. And it kind of makes me sad that people didn't really like gravitate gravitate towards uh-huh. it like they should have. Adam back have. here, by the way. Um, so there's a dlc that's coming out that's introducing new characters uh a new mode like a like a not a battalion mode but like a siege mode mode, where you like try to take over a castle and whatever whatever you know whatever if you're a fan of for honor like this kind of shit looks pretty fucking dope all five of you yeah (laughs) exactly the five of us who are fans i think we're pretty excited everybody else adam nah yeah all right, let's kind of let's kind of get through these. Let's kind of see where, where we've got a lot of we've got a we've got a good number of games. Lots of, of kinda, us look great. Ghost of Tsushimi. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. We, Tsushima. Sorry, Sushi. I don't know why now Tsushima. I'm saying it. Ghost of Tsushima looks really cool. Yeah, it looks. It looks beautiful. 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 Yes. Beautiful. Right. Yeah. Looked amazing. Halo Infinite. You're a big um, Halo guy.
1: Yeah, it's just a teaser, and they haven't announced really what what the game itself is, so I'm curiously optimistic.
0: Alright. Uh okay, wait. Ghost of Tsushima. Excited. Excited. Halo Infinite. Excited. <laughs> I I have to. Kingdom Hearts three. Um
1: I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah. I'm so confused. And honestly the thing that screwed me up with Kingdom Hearts three, the, the trailers that they've had recently is that they they seem like they've rushed them. Yeah and there's no sound effects in a lot of them Yeah. and there's no voiceover on some of them Yeah. I'm I'm saying based off of this
0: trailer cycle right now I'm giving it a meh well I'm going to say I'm excited because I highly doubt that any of that is going to have any bearing on the it's game itself it's not going to be permanent but I'm fearful of
1: the fact that they are this late in the game and it's only now
0: coming together yeah you know? yeah yeah i feel you I feel so you. the last of us part two excited very excited I, naughty
1: dog is one of those god tier developers that they are and the animations on this thing looks incredible the storytelling on top of that looks looks great so i i'm very interested to see how they how they top how they try to top last of us one
0: well and it doesn't hurt that like that trailer looks fantastic. Oh my god, it's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. And, and vicious the gameplay. And oh, brutal. Yeah. Brutal, brutal. So, yeah, very excited about that. Mario Tennis Aces.
1: Uh, I have reserved that game.
0: All right. Well, <laughs> I guess that answers that, doesn't it? Excited. My friend Pedro, my friend Pedro. Pedro, mi amigo uh you shared that with me and i was like what the fuck am i watching yeah it looks fun it looks yeah. like a fun dark like a little I,
1: hotline I, I, miami yeah. <laughs> slow-mo shooting it looks it uh, looks like it shares a
0: little dna with max Payne. even i mean as long as it's decently priced because it doesn't look like that big of a game yeah it does look like a fun game as long as it's decently priced i'll buy it i'm excited yeah i'm excited too uh pokemon let's go the pikachu or the eevee version um, uh, is there? There's not a lot of information about these either,
1: well, right? Well, there the is. Switch? There is, but it's sort of a stopgap Pokemon game. Really? Yeah. It's not like an official it, color version. No, it's not. And okay. they said that that's coming. That's coming next year. Okay. This is the one that they're coming out with now, which is highly tied in with Pokemon Go. I don't like that at all. It's a very very dumbed down version of Pokemon, which is very a dumbed down RPG to begin with. Okay. Um, Let's just say
0: I'm gonna go ahead and skip that completely. Yeah, not excited. I'm gonna give it a not excited. Well, Listen, but... I think Pokemon is one of the greatest games ever made. Yeah, I'm just gonna just throw that out there. The, mm-hmm. the concept of catching, training, building, battling, battling, everything that they've done with the with the game itself, like the core concept of the game, I think it's one of the greatest things ever. Created, yeah, but don't give me this dumbed down version of it, okay? Yeah, don't give me these shit. Like, look, I, I, I bit on Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. I downloaded the app and I was out there catching Pokemon like everybody else. Yeah, and guess what? I dropped it as fast as everybody else did. Okay. Well, you know, I,
1: I, there are still people who play Pokemon Go. Well, and sure. I feel like if we were one of those people, we'd be more interested in this, obviously. So. Well, we're
0: not. We're not. And this is our podcast, so it's, you're right. Not excited. So not. Nah. Resident Evil Two, remake. remake. Yes. Uh, you caught me in here naked watching some of the uh, gameplay of of the new game.
1: Yes, I did. It
0: looks great. It really does. Right.
1: The animation's awesome. The voiceover work is pretty good. Yeah. yeah it looks really, really like a complete, you know, ground to floor or ground to ceiling, remake. <laughs> ground uh, to floor. Remake, not ground that to far. floor. Yeah,
0: yeah. no, um, it it looks like they really put the work in. Yeah. They're not fucking around with this. No. And, uh, you know, for, uh, as far as I know, the success of their recent remake of the first one probably owes a lot to why they're even making this one in the first place.
1: Yeah, I mean, the original remake has been literally everywhere at this point. Right. So, like, that started, what, with GameCube? Uh-huh and it's it's been ported to like pretty much literally everything
0: well no the the most recent one the like the really the, like the hd one that they did for playstation
1: yes which was a but that was a port of yeah yeah Game yeah, yeah. okay i
0: see yeah yeah right so right, I see what you're people yeah. bought
1: that up yeah yeah and they continue to buy it up. Right.
0: They'll eat that up. And, and then I, the
1: new Resident Evil came out, which people loved. Yes. And
0: so here we are. Uh, Resident Evil is a, is a franchise that has pretty much stood the test of time. Kind of underrated. People don't realize like how long Resident Evil has been around. Yeah. And how shitty some of the stuff that's come out. Like the Resident Evil movies are just dog shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's just amazing that this franchise is still going. At Relevant. This point. Yeah. yeah. So good for them uh sakito shadows die twice oh yes look dope yeah i fucks with that yep i'm gonna say i'm excited for that
1: uh oh also we are both excited for resident evil
0: yes 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 sorry <laughs> sorry. I'm, i am excited yeah we're yeah. both excited about okay. it okay yeah
1: um yeah no this looks like a very hard ninja game yeah
0: and so therefore i'm excited right. skull and bones this is a pirate game made by the same people who made uh assassin's creed black flag mm, so if mm, you played mm. black flag and you're not just like falling over yeah. yourself to play this game some great I don't pirating know with you some great pirating there it's basically basically pirate simulator it's, yeah. it's everything you could ever want you fucking go from place to place you you loot and plunder yep you you've you pilot your boat somewhere else? <laughs> do the fucking same thing? I don't know if you pilot boats. I don't know. What do you do? Do you drive a boat? Do you... Do you what do you? How do you move you just, a boat? You just boat. You, no, there has to be a work... <laughs> you don't just move a boat. You do something with a boat. You captain a boat. Captain a boat. Mm. But you don't captain from... Do you captain from place to place? No. <laughs> you can fly. You can drive. You can boat. You can boat. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: I'm in a car to my job tomorrow.
0: <laughs> to be honest with you man, this is one of the things that I've always wondered. Ugh. I'm 27 and I've always wondered like how do you phrase the way that you move you, the boat way that you from boat. place to place? Sail? Sail. Yeah. <laughs> I'm embarrassed.
1: <laughs> but no, that's not necessarily accurate because nowadays you can have like a propeller boat. What I think do you you'd do? You still sail it though, do right? Pro- do you propel your boat? maybe I don't know.
0: propel it Pro- Nah no. i think you still sail you we, get, no. We, no 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 cuz like if you said yeah yeah we set sail from even if you're on a cruise you would say we set sail from I guess. port I don't, you know I don't whatever to accurate. whatever i don't know
1: i don't like that at all yeah. but anyway as a as a, as a pirate captain wow, you definitely we were set yet. sail
0: you're <laughs> <We're> ignorant <laughs> <laughs> there are so many things on this world that we uh, don't know
1: yeah just haven't we been should, on enough
0: boats you set sail Yep. As, a, as a pirate captain. It looks fun. Yeah, no, it does. It does. I haven't seen a lot of gameplay
1: yet, but, you know, it seems uh, like a cool concept. What do you think? Excited? I'm excited, yeah. All I'll right. give it on the, uh, the hope alone. Uh, Spider-Man, I'm excited. Yes, I'm excited about that. Spyro. Uh, oh, well, I was going to say one thing about Spider-Man. Okay, go ahead. The only thing that I feel is lacking in all the trailers I've seen of Spider-Man for PlayStation is writing.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. All I, of the yeah. jokes
1: and the s- little you know
0: Spider-Man quips mm-hmm. have completely fallen flat for yes. me. Yes, and it looks really, uh, it looks really, really linear. But yeah. there's no real overarching like, okay, what's this game about? Yeah. Okay, you've released all of the villains from you know their their version of Arkham, mm-hmm. whatever. What is this game about? About. Right. What's the what is the system like? Why should we give a shit? Yeah. Other than
1: you know it's a cool Spider-Man simulator. Right. Which it looks cool. It does look cool. But that's the only thing I'd kind of be apprehensive about. But I'm still excited.
0: Yeah, and we still have a long ways to go with that. Eh. What's the release? Not too for? long. No. Yeah, it's coming out in the fall, right? Yeah. yeah, it's yeah so it's not year. that long. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Spyro reignited trilogy. So Sony was like, "Hey, people really like the Crash Bandicoot shit. Let's put out Spyro." Yep. Just a quick word on Spyro. Uh huh. Spyro can eat a dick. Oof. <laughs> I never. I, I just, oh! just. I just think it's a stupid game. Why? Because I never. I don't like you know running around with like a kid dragon. I want like a dope beastly like world eating dragon. Do I don't you know this, he becomes a teen? Oh, he becomes a teen. Does he become a grown ass dragon that like flies around and destroys villages and eats humans? No, it's not his thing. Well, then fuck him. He can light lambs on fire. I don't give a yeah, yeah. Fuck Spyro. Crash Bandicoot's one thing. If you want to remaster a game, how about you remaster Jack and Daxter, not Spyro? That's my personal opinion. I'd rather a trilogy. The, the 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 Jack and Daxter trilogy remaster. I mean, they did do Jack and Daxter HD. No, 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 not the way that they've been doing these fucking games. No, yeah, not the same. So. I want Jack and Daxter for real, for real. <sighs> Fine. I don't want fucking. I I get it. People love Spyro. It's yeah, it's a fucking... another nostalgia thing. I get it. Yeah. But fuck Spyro. I hated that game. Well, I don't understand why. It's fucking boring. I was bored. All you right. know what? I wasn't bored playing uh. Gex.
1: You're such a backwards person. <laughs> Gex was awesome. Gex was awful. I love Gex. Remastered Gex. No, please
0: don't. Uh, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Spyro a meh. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a fuck you. Okay. Not not fuck you, but fuck them. But also fuck you. Oh, okay. um, Star Wars, Jedi Fallen Order. Looks pretty fucking cool. Well, oh, no, not looks. Doesn't cool. look I mean, like yeah, anything. We don't know now, anything. Yeah. But like, it sounds cool. Sounds cool. Yeah. Conceptually, it looks yeah. cool. I'm excited just because, I want. Uh, they 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 haven't made a Star Wars game based around Jedi in a while, and right. I think it's because they made so many Jedi games that they were like, we gotta get away from this.
1: Well, that and the entire Jedi power, thing is a is a weird dynamic to have to play with. Right. Because how strong are the Jedi? How right. strong is your Jedi? What powers do they actually have? Right. Like it's, it's all kind of obscure. We don't know necessarily like how strong should a Jedi that's not mentioned in the lore be? Yeah. Uh, and also a lot of
0: them died. <laughs> so right. yeah, that doesn't uh, help. And this was, game is supposedly set while Order 70 66 76? Whatever. The order to kill all of the, the Jedi. It's set 76, is it? It's 76, it? right? It's 76. I think it's 76. 66, or 67? or sixty seven? I don't know. Uh, let's Google it. It's set uh, between. It's set. It's supposedly set right in the middle of that. It's between three and four, isn't it? Is it? I thought. Yeah. Three and
1: four.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's right in the middle of the order. Seventy. That's right in the middle of the order because between three and four you get. Um, uh, well, I guess not. In it's partially after the order was set. That's it's during. It's fucking during. Yeah. Because they couldn't have killed all of them in the setting of just the first film or the third film, not the the film itself. So um it's it's be- yeah, like you said it's set between 3 and 4 66. Um, it's order. like I said, I said I said 76 66 and 76. Doesn't matter. Order 66. So yeah, it's set as that order has taken place and the Empire is coming after all the Jedi. So I guess you're going to play Jedi on the lam, which would be pretty cool. Yeah. I'm into that. And they can kind of do whatever they want with the character because
1: I'm assuming it's not a known Jedi. Yeah. So. I'm into it. Yeah. Excited.
0: Excited. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. This game, Uh, you know, I've, I've been personally, I've been waiting for any kind of announcement uh, as far as Super Smash Bros is concerned that mm-hmm. that that poster with the who's in the background uh, uh, you know not is that Pokemon. Yeah. So now that we know uh, the big thing that they announced is that every character that's been playable in the past is playable now every single character every single character and they've also added um, some more Wii Fighters and they added um, one of the characters from uh, uh, what is that game? <laughs> What's that game that everybody liked on the Wii? Wii U? Uh, no, it was the game with the fucking Yeah, it was on the Wii U. The game where they're uh painting, they're shooting the fucking Um
1: ugh, fuck. You're your squid. Squid
0: kids. Yeah, yeah, them. You guys know. You guys know. Them they're 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 added to the game. So you get to play as every character uh that's the that's pretty much the biggest thing that they that they brought back from that which is exciting it's gonna be fun that's that's a lot of fucking characters to play as in a fighting game that's that's over 50 characters i don't know that's, that's a crazy. lot of fucking characters to pick from so um that should be fun uh splatoon is the name splatoon of the game. thank yeah. you that's it splatoon and then super mario party uh, so yeah
1: excited excited for that
0: Excited for that, and excited for Super Mario Party.
1: Yeah, it looks like
0: uh, they're doing
1: a lot of interesting stuff with the Switch. Yeah. So you can have two Switches together. They showed this as, as an example. So somebody has their Switch sort of vertical, and the other one has it horizontal. Mm. And they smush them up together, the screens, they like bump them together. Yeah. And then they're playing this, uh, this game where everybody's in a tank, and they just they brush their finger across the touchscreens of both of the Switches. Oh, cool. And it becomes... The map connects oh. together and you can go across each other's Switches. Wow. And, like, so that... With that kind of technology, there's so many mini-games that you can play that way if, if somebody else has a Switch with you. I like that. Um, and there's just, like... It, it looks like there's a lot of new, interesting mini-games based on the tech of the Switch. So I'm, I'm
0: curious and interested to see what they do with that. Yeah. That's cool. So excited. So I'm excited also. And then we'll end it with... Wolfenstein Youngblood. Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein is a game that has been getting a lot of good press, especially from this podcast. David's a big fan. You're a big fan. Uh, I got to play it a little bit, and and I like it. Um, and this is what this is what when is this set? Do you know? Did they kind this of is set in the eighties, right? Which this...
1: is like twenty years after the last Wolfenstein. Yeah. So um, this is set, I believe, in France. In the uh, 80s? Yeah. Um, You're playing as the twin daughters of BJ Blazkowicz, who is the hero of the the first uh, couple of Wolfenstein games. Uh, So, yeah, they haven't really released much information besides that, but I'm curious to see how the tech of the Nazi-led world has advanced, what weapons you have. Um And man, I just love me a good kill a Nazi game. Yeah. So can't, can't beat it. I'm excited about it.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I mean, there was, there was a, a way more games that were announced, way more games that were uh, talked about during E3. Um, I suggest that if you are into video games and you are, and you want to know what's coming up, what's slated for, for uh, releases this year to just go ahead and look up the E3 list. Um, because it's pretty exciting i would say that like right now um with the we're we're in an interesting period um of video game development where developers are making games for these for these consoles and we kind of know that their life cycle is coming to an end pretty soon they're gonna have to start developing new shit for the new consoles right but we're at a point where a lot of developers are kind of pushing the limit uh, graphically, storyline-wise, like everything that they can kind of jam-pack into these games, they're trying to do that. So getting a lot of games that are super big, um, kind of all-encompassing, kind of like, you know, these these developers are kind of letting their imaginations run wild with a lot of these games. So I think that we're in an exciting time right now. Yeah, for video game development and
1: this has been, uh, you know, time after time again, the time that we get the best games on the consoles, which is like the last year or two of the console being, you know, the console to have. Yeah. So, you know, uh, the first couple years generally of the console, new console being out, is them kind of figuring out what they can do with the tech. Yeah. And after that, they start perfecting it. And again, like we said like an uh, artist's sort of the, uh, the the things that make it hard for the artist to do the art are what make the art great. Right. So when they're constricted by the technology, I feel like we get the most juice squeezed out of that fruit. Right. You know? So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for this next batch of games. I think this is probably the best we're going to get from the generation. Yeah. And then after that, we'll move on to the next thing.
0: Right. It's the way the cycle goes. That's right. So... Uh, E3 brought to you by the one Baron podcast. Mm. Um, if, if you agree, let us know. If you disagree, let us know. If there are any games that we missed, let us know. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I think we pretty much covered it on that. Yeah. 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 So what the fuck did we drink this week? That <sighs> well, was a Budweiser.
1: It was a goddamn Budweiser. Budweiser. Uh, was it red?
0: The red red lager,
1: red I lager.
0: Know, it was just a Budweiser. Yeah, it doesn't taste. Did you taste anything different?
1: Very slightly maltier in a way, maybe. Maybe I'm just being kind. I don't know.
0: I I mean, slightly. Yeah. Slightly. Yeah.
1: It doesn't have. It doesn't have a uh, an unpleasant first taste but it ends in budweiser how much did it cost that's the
0: real question seven bucks oh really was it on sale i think so so even if it was on sale it probably still wasn't that it was like it was like seven or eight bucks that's that's okay yeah if they're trying to charge you like craft beer prices for it No, no no then you can go to hell yeah no this was like seven or eight bucks yeah that's that's okay Right. You, char- you charge me Budweiser prices for this Budweiser, then fine because yeah. that's all it fucking was. Right. The well, um,
1: again, I think this is a beer for somebody who is trying to tip their hat into the craft scene, or who is a you know general Bud or Bud Light drinker who just wants to switch it up a little bit but doesn't want to get. Scary,
0: yeah. You know, I I would say if you're a guy who just drinks Bud Light all the time and you're looking at that and you're like, oh fuck that, like don't be intimidated and don't be like douchey about it. Like if you fucking like Budweiser or Bud Light, you'll you'll like this. I think so. I mean, I think you know. you're safe with this one. Yeah, I'm still gonna give it a two and a half. Yeah, not not because like I don't mean to shit on it. I just mean like that's you know it's not. <laughs> It's not nothing. It's not nothing special. They didn't do anything different. It doesn't like blow your socks off. It's just like a regular, fucking. It's just. And I, I mean, I'm glad we did it because I wanted to. I wanted to see if like they did something interesting with it. Yep. I don't want to just shit on it just to shit on it just because this is a craft beer podcast. No, it's a and that's, beer podcast. That's, just,
1: yeah, that's not what we do here. if, yeah. if there were a great like run of the mill style beer that's just an American beer that, you know, you can have on a sunny day at the beach and it's just it's great, then we'd rate it that way. Right.
0: Well, yeah. We're we, not
1: a snobby podcast, yeah, I don't feel
0: we we don't have a reason to fucking shit on it just to shit on it. You no. Know?
1: That being said, we do appreciate our local breweries. Yeah. So there is that bias, I will admit. Yeah. But at the same time I don't I don't think we're snobby
0: craft beer yeah and so i hope that you can trust my rating of two and a half yeah no i go with two and a half as well all right well that's that's it <sighs> yeah anything else you want to kind of
1: i mean obviously rest in peace anthony bourdain oh i want to oh. throw that at the end there <laughs>
0: uh i feel like that needs a little bit more than just than just you know kind of tacked on at the end but yeah
1: I, I mean, I just I didn't want to add it to the beginning because I felt like it's such a downer. But you know, obviously the guy was an inspiration to us, all of us yeah. and anybody who presents things, anybody who talks about food or drinks or culture in general. I feel owes a, de- a certain debt to Anthony Bourdain for uh, that just cool style that he always had and. Right. No. More than that, he, I, I feel like without a certain heart, he may come off as a douchebag, but he always had this connection and humanity about him that I always admired. Yeah. Uh, even though he had that attitude about him, I feel like he always connected with people, which is something I've always sort of sought out in myself yeah. and just a crazy good writer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, anybody who, um, anybody who considers himself a person who hosts anything anybody who does like a travel show or a food show or i mean you can you can see the through line be in in pretty much every show post no reservations yeah like everybody takes a little bit from anthony bourdain mm-hmm. every cool show owe something to Anthony Bourdain. The Vice I know, Channel itself. Yeah, Vice is is just, you know, the just just crawling from the mind of Anthony. They Bourdain. would
1: like to be Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, any, so any show that
0: they, every cooking and travel show that they have on there, I mean, they owe so much to Anthony Bourdain, and they're not shy about saying that either. Yeah. I mean, you ask any of the like fucking Eddie Huang, you know, Action Bronson, Maddie Matherson they all know that they owe a debt. Mm. To Anthony Bourdain, yeah. and I think that you know we saw a, a huge outpouring from everybody online, but we also saw a huge outpouring from people like like locally, like Bang Rat Kitchen, mm-hmm. uh, Swine and Sons, Red Light, uh, Red Light, um, uh, Papa Yama. Mm-hmm. They all know that uh, they all they all acknowledge that they were influenced by him, and I think that you know. Like, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're doing this. And I, I think that part of it is because, like, you know, we grew up on him, mm. on his shows, on his writing. Yeah. And, you know, the kind of shit that we want to do and the way that we want to present it to people, there is that DNA of Anthony Bourdain in it. Yeah. Like, everything that we fuck, like... Well, just, I, I, I think
1: <clears throat> he enabled people to have their own voice. Yeah. Yeah. More than anything, yeah. You know, like you didn't have to put on this this farce of like I'm a presenter now. Yeah, this is my presenter Look voice, and I'm gonna right, right. And then after the the cameras off, I'm gonna become somebody completely different. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he was... obviously I, I didn't have the pleasure of meeting the guy, but you can just feel this realness yeah. through his work. Yeah, he had the same voice he did uh, on the TV show that he did in you know Kitchen Confidential, his book. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like this uh, genuine, genuineness of being who you are. And for me personally, I, what I took from him was that, you know, you like the coolest thing you can do is be unabashedly. You like the things that you like, dislike the things that you don't and don't. Don't apologize for it. Yeah. You know, like, I think that's, that's something special that, uh, especially the food critic and presenter scene was missing before him. Yeah. So, and, and on top of that, something as well is that he really was an example of the fact that you could be a complete fuck up and still do something good, you know? Yeah. Like, your beginnings don't necessarily determine your ends yeah so you know obviously before his unfortunate passing like he was for me a shining example of somebody who lived a life and did so to the extremes but was able to have a happy ending yeah you know yeah so that 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 led a little bit of hope for me yeah as a person who constantly makes mistakes um that, you know, you can end up happy right. eventually at the end of it. So,
0: you yeah, know, it's, it's a big blow. Yeah, it is. I would say just for me personally, like just doing, just doing things, you know, mm. every time I watch the show it was just like, he just did stuff. And I, and I know that sounds really fucking simple, but <laughs> it's not, it, it's, it's more of just like, not letting any not letting any kind of fear stop you from just trying that new food. Just try, mm-hmm. Like he was a guy who was in his fifties and he was like, you know what? I'm gonna do jujitsu. Yeah. Like he was still doing things. He just did shit. Just yeah. because his heart told him, like, I wanna know what that is. Yeah. I wanna know how that feels. Mm-hmm. And that that's something that I really, really admire. Just because like people don't do stuff. And I, I you know, I, I've i caught myself feeling stagnant in my life from time to time where it's like, I, I, I want to do more. I just want right. to do things. Yeah. And and he's very inspirational in that way where I'm just like, you know, I, I want to do what he's doing. I just right. want just, to just, just put myself in those uncomfortable situations and see how I come out on the other side. Mm. And uh, yeah, it, like you said, huge loss, big blow. So Rest in peace, Anthony Bourdain. Mm-hmm. I hope that we can take everything that we learned from him, use those lessons, and move forward in the most badass way that we can. Yeah. And also, you know, talk to your loved ones. You yeah. Know, you know, ne- you never know who's hurting. Yeah. And who <laughs> needs just that 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 phone call? Somebody that five there. Minutes.
1: Yeah. Check in on somebody. Why not?
0: Yeah. This has been the One Baron podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah, buddy. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer. Call a loved one. Watch Parts Unknown and No Reservations. And always, always, always drink delicious beer.